he is our mornings with Sue and Andy producer, Reese Schaefer. He's also a geek when it oh, comes yeah. to all things outer space. I'm either geeking out about space or AI or something. And when I saw this article on the conversation, I just kind of got a little bit giddy. NASA is sending out unmanned crafts now yeah, to yeah. get mm. samples of asteroids and is kind of helping us learn more about the origins of the universe and the origins of Earth. So I had a chance to sit down with Naraja Shinshikar, PhD student in planetary science and earth science and exploration at Western University who kind of laid out the science and the impact of these samples and how they could transform our knowledge of the universe. So the Osiris Rex mission was a NASA mission that I think began, uh, it was launched in 2016 uh, by a spacecraft which uh, journeyed to this asteroid called as Bennu over about a period of two years. Um, and when it reached the asteroid, it grabbed samples from the surface of the asteroid, and then it traveled back to Earth, which took a little over two years. And just in September of this year, 2023, uh, the space shuttle came back to Earth, dropped off a capsule containing the samples from the asteroid. What factors led to Ben Yu to be selected as the asteroid for this mission? What makes it strategically important? So there are several... I would say several thousands of asteroids in our solar system itself, right? But when you want to send a planetary mission, it costs a lot of money. Um, It's not a lot federally, but if you look at it, it's still a big number. So you want to make sure that the object that you're selecting is within your reach, meaning if you have a timeline for a mission, you want to make sure that... You know, you have the time to get there, plus you have the money to get there. So that narrows down a lot of objects in our solar system because there are only so many places that you can get to within a certain timeline and a certain budget. What makes Bennu so interesting is that it has been studied from Earth observations using telescopes and other technology for a very long time. So we know some things about it already. So it wouldn't be a surprise to, you know, send something to a place where you have a lot of observations about. Um, The other thing about this asteroid was also that it's a carbonaceous asteroid, meaning it's uh, rich in carbon. So if we want to bring samples back from a planetary body, one of the things um, that we're interested in exploring as a scientific community is... um, what can these materials tell us about our solar system or even about our Earth? Because a lot of rocks or samples here on Earth have been changed since they formed. But if you look at objects outside the Earth, they have undergone very little uh, deformation or changes since the time they formed. So we're really looking at very, very old materials that have been preserved in the condition that they formed in. So what will we learn about the formation of our solar system, formation of life on Earth? I mean, these asteroids, like you're saying, have been unchanged. The particles, the material has been unchanged since basically the creation of the universe. So what can we learn from this? Right. So um, life on Earth has existed for a very long time. We don't really know how this life came to be on Earth. There are a lot of speculations and hypotheses, but... um, like I said, a lot of the material that existed at that time has changed on Earth. So if we look at materials that are rich in carbon that existed when the solar system was forming, that might inform us about how life came to be on Earth. Did it come through such carbonaceous asteroids colliding with Earth or mm-hmm. was there something else? 
Beyond these, like the scientific discoveries, how does space exploration, particularly missions like OSIRIS-REx, how does it impact society and technology here at home? Uh, that's a really good question. I'm so glad you asked that because a lot of time uh, we think that this is all outside the Earth and why do we really care about these missions? Why would we want to spend so much money on things that are not even on Earth, right? But if you look at the history of solar, if uh, you look at the history of space exploration, really uh, the technology that we have to develop to send a mission outside of Earth is really incredible. And it has been shown that this technology at some point becomes useful to us on Earth. Things like satellite or even if we're like monitoring ecosystems here on Earth or different types of landforms or if we are um, using technology for security of you know, our countries, all of this is developed as a result of space exploration. So you never know um, where this technology will be used on Earth because uh, it's very innovative and it really pushes our understanding of uh, technology and our own knowledge. So we can really use this. You know, I love space. And I think a lot of people love space. There's a lot more interest in going out into the stars now. You have Elon Musk with SpaceX. You have the new NASA mission heading to the moon. It's kind of a new golden era for space exploration. So looking ahead, what do you see as the next big milestones or potential challenges in the field of planetary exploration? Um, so I think for me personally, the most exciting thing I think is the Artemis mission that NASA has coming up because after almost three decades, we're sending uh, missions back to the moon and we have so much technological advancement now. And challenges, there are still a lot of uh, challenges in space exploration. I think funding is a big issue, uh, especially now because we have so many missions. We really need to prioritize where we want to go and use the funding. How do you think this new golden era, this second space race, is going to influence young people that are watching on TV? Do you think that there's going to be more interest in heading to the stars and planetary exploration and the STEM fields? So I really think that um, this is the second space age happening now. And I think a lot of people, kids especially, would be excited about space. And I think we really need that in space exploration. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much. That was Niraja Shinshikar, PhD student in Earth and Planetary Science and Exploration at Western University.